1: Welcome to Entitled to Overcome, exploring solutions for life today, a presentation of Take 12 Recovery Radio. And now, here are your co hosts, Dave Fleming and the Monty Man. Holy
0: cow. (laughs) Welcome to Entitled to Overcome Solutions for Life Today with Dave Fleming Hey there And the Monty Man Monty So Denver brought in this cowbell We had had a couple other ones But he sold them at at his uh, Whatever that thing is he does Down in Eugene (laughs) Whatever they do in Eugene
1: dark cave of wonders Yeah
0: He goes, I sell leather goods and dog collars. And I went, all right, we'll just stop there. Um, So if you have a dog and you like a dog collar, you just sell nice dog collars. If you have a dog. Belts, (laughs) hats. Yeah, all sorts of whips.
1: Various.
0: Sundries of. Leather. Leather. (laughs) So for those of you who are wondering who Denver is If you haven't listened to the Monday show Denver is one of the co-hosts on the Monday show Denver, Denver Wolf E Wolf spelled with an E um, The topic this week is No pain, no gain And the question posed is Did your life change after doing a fifth step? If so, how and with whom did you do it? So it's a three-part question, right, Dave? All three parts. You
1: gotta be detailed, cause otherwise you'll get a yes or no answer, right?
0: Yeah. So some some people posted yes.
1: <laughs> gotta gotta ask an open-ended question.
0: <laughs> some people posted definitely, <laughs> and like yeah. Some people will <laughs> answer an
1: open-ended question with one word.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're gonna be uh, addressing that. Uh, here in a second. Uh, but, uh, of course, we we know it's time for this as the t- clock ticks away. Time is marching on. What time is it? It's time for Dave and Monty's Icebreaker. That's right. <laughs> Did you get any of it in the cup? No, it all spills out. No. Uh, Grand Junction, Colorado. Uh, Colorado University is offering to reprint (laughs) That's great Up to 9,200 diplomas After the outgoing editor of the school newspaper Found a big typo Oops Um, Alec Williams was checking to make sure His name was spelled correctly On the Colorado Mesa University diploma When he noticed it said Court of Trustees Instead of Board of Trustees In old English font So he was he was a guy who was paying attention to detail, Dave. It's uh, how
1: many did they print before someone noticed? Well,
0: or? Williams uh, Williams told the Daily Sentinel he laughed, but then uh, got frustrated because he had thirty thousand dollars in student loans and diploma with a typo, so he wasn't happy. I get it, right? Right? CMU President Tim Foster says the university is sending corrected diplomas to two thousand and eighteen graduates. <laughs> and we'll offer them to graduates as far back as 2012. They've been printing these wrong. Wow. The cost $5 each, so the university could spend nearly $46,000 <laughs> because of one letter. Don't! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and so, so Tim Foster, the president, Can't make this stuff up. He says we design them ourselves. We don't have a print shop do them, so it's on us.
1: And he, <laughs> is the person that's actually doing it a college graduate? Yeah. Do they know how to Maybe spell? Do not. they know how to read? Oh, boy, that's funny.
0: Well, in Glen Burnie, Maryland, what a name of a town, Glen Burnie. Glen Burnie.
1: He was a nice guy,
0: wasn't he? Yeah. He really. I miss that guy. Uh a twenty tier a twenty tier a twenty two year old man who went for his driver's test left in handcuffs after the examiner became suspicious about a certain odor uh emulating from the car. News outlets report the examiner uh, alerted a trooper at the Motor Vehicles Administration office who searched the car. A Maryland State Police report says The search found nearly a pound of marijuana, a scale more than $15,000 in cash, and a handgun loaded with a 30-round magazine. Reginald D. Wooding Jr. of Baltimore did not get his driver's license on Monday, but he did get arrested on multiple counts. It's unclear whether he has a lawyer. I'm going to go get my driver's test, dude.
1: Dude, (laughs) uh, where's my
0: car? (laughs) Yeah. Marijuana doesn't have any effect on people. No, (laughs) none whatsoever. Uh, Stanford. Here's our last one. Stanford, Florida. uh, uh, Speaking of... Moo-moos. A herd of 16 moo-moos, cows, that is, helped police officers in Florida corral a fleeing suspect who bailed out of a car and ran through a pasture. Of course this would be from Florida. Um... A Seminole County Sheriff's helicopter captured the uh, the Sunday night incident on video as the crew gave play-by-play to officers on the ground. A crew member offered this nugget to pursuing officers. Quote, if you see a large group of cows, they're literally following her. End quote. The cows eventually ran Jennifer Ann Kaufman into a fence where police were waiting to arrest her. An arrest report shows the car Kaufman was in, in crash during a police pursuit, a second suspect. Uh, was captured by a canine unit. Kaufman is being held up $4,500 bond. Charges against her include resisting an officer, drug possession, and uh, causing cows to be disturbed. <laughs> uh,
1: stampede.
0: So uh, You've heard of cows, haven't you? <laughs> so if you're running from the police and you see a herd of cows, go the other way. Because cows take a bite out of crime, Dave. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, we're gonna be back right after uh, this little message. Don't go away. Dun, dun. Hey, did you know that September is officially National Recovery Month? That's right. So I want you to join us on September 7th at Marion Square Park in Salem, Oregon from 2 to 7 p.m. Why? <laughs> it's Hands Across the Bridge. The theme building bridges and the admission is free. Come join the celebration. We're going to have a DJ, we're going to have live music, food, games, and a whole lot more. This is the 12th annual Hands Across the Bridge. And during the main event, attendees will walk over the Marion Street Bridge to honor those in recovery and to remember those lost to addictions and mental health challenges in the past year. When? Hands Across the Bridge, Building Bridges, September 7th, Marion Square Park in Salem from 2 to 7 p.m. Remember, the admission is free, and there's going to be a whole lot of fun and a whole lot of Building Bridges. The 2018 Hands Across the Bridge is organized by Marion Polk Pier Coalition and sponsored in part by Take 12 Recovery Radio.
1: And now, back to more solutions for life today with
0: Dave Fleming and the Montaginian. Yes, indeed, Uh, we do have some solutions for life today, Uh, and Dave Fleming has once again come up with a stellar topic, no pain, no gain, Uh, this is um, a phrase that has been uh, used for years by athletes and uh, weightlifters and all that kind of stuff, well, don't you know that working a thorough recovery program uh, can be weighty? and there can be some pain involved there can be some pain involved and and, uh, if you're not willing to do well first of all let me preface this by saying if i want to approach something to either improve my life or fix a situation or whatever i'm going to search out the method that has worked the best for the longest why not what about the easier softer way well, that can be painful too, eventually. <laughs> um, and I I will cop to it. I have I have been one of those in the past that thought, well, maybe if I did it my way, a little easier, a little softer, maybe I can get through this and come out looking and smelling like a rose. It never happened. I'd always either have to go back and do it right or I paid the consequences. And wash off that stench. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an old st- eight roses. That, <laughs> there is a there's a saying about uh do it right the first time. Um measure one I mean uh, measure twice, cut, twice once. cut once. Yep. Yeah, that That's kind a, of stuff. Carpentry. Right. right. Um Bill W, uh the co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, Spoke a lot in construction terms He talked about keystones He talked about buildings He talked about construction and so forth Um So he understood that stuff He was also very uh, savvy When it comes to numbers and math And that kind of thing So he understood the importance of reading directions And he himself had coped to the fact That he didn't always do that um, But uh within so the the 12 steps are like a blueprint. Yeah, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Not a blueprint for printing guns on your 3D printer or building a house. Or building a <laughs> <Yeah>. But recovery. <laughs> but for recovery. So, um you came up with the topic no pain no gain and you asked the question, D- did your life change after doing a fifth step? If so, how and with whom did you do it? So, for those of you who may not know, the fifth step, if you're following directions, follows the fourth step, which is a personal inventory that goes into several categories of your life. Resentment, fear, sex harms, that kind of thing. Uh, and then step five is what, Dave? Talk, talk to us. Take us from this point.
1: Well, step five is about, you know, sharing it with somebody else. Yeah. It's about confession, you know, with another human being. Um, Sometimes we get caught on that because it's like, well, you know, why do I need to go and tell somebody?
0: God already knows. Yeah, that's a, we hear that all the time.
1: Right. Uh, I really don't want to talk about it with somebody else. Yeah. Um, I know when I did my first one, I left a bunch of stuff out intentionally. Was it? Sh- because it wasn't that. I mean, I was like, I don't need to. Why do I need to
0: share that? That's like none of their business. Was shame part of that? Probably, maybe some fear. Uh, it was—I
1: I don't know what was tied up into it at the time. It was one of those—you know—it was one of the—it was one of those incidences, that, the thing that comes to my mind that it did when you're younger and you're under the influence of chemicals, and right. Otherwise, you would have—you know—never uh, intentionally done anything like that, and right. so. Uh, it's like well, I don't really want you don't know, really need to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I was high.
1: I don't really need to go it there. A, I wouldn't you know, do that. It was now. a one-time thing. Right. But second time go my second time through, um, you know, as the book says, do a searching and fearless moral inventory. Sure. So since I didn't do that the first time, I still had to do my four step. Ah, I I, I mean that's how I interpret the book. Right. Right. The directions. Right. The blueprint. Um, so that's what I did and I did it in a way that everything that I can remember that comes to my mind, uh, I'm going to put it on paper. Now I'm, I'm not going to take, you know, I'm not going to take six months or a year or whatever it is. Uh, I just, I took a, I probably took a week and, and got out everything that I could, that came to my mind. I mean, mm-hmm. why do I need to waste any more time? Right. Um, I need, you know, I want to start this process, and I, you know, I'd already had some experience with the step work, and so I know if there's something that comes up, then I just uh, I do a ten step. So even if I'm not even on step ten yet, uh, I'm gonna do that because I know what the directions are. Mm-hmm. I take, you know, I take my inventory every day. I'm not gonna go back and take do another four step. Right. There's a lot of people that, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people doing, you know, three and four and five and 10, and, you know, I'm doing one once a year or whatever. And I, if that's what you need to do, uh, or power to you, I don't feel like I need to
0: do that because that's not what the directions say. Right. And in fact, and we talked about that before this before the show, um, uh, the big book says, you know, that we come to a point where we intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us. So, So all these things, you know, before I ever did step one through 12, I had never done step one through 12, obviously, before I did it. So now that I've done it, and if I've been taken through it correctly with the book, know how to follow the instructions, then I can intuitively know how to deal with things when it comes up to maybe some behaviors that I shouldn't have displayed, some knee-jerk reactions, conflicts with other people, uh a lack of forgiveness, all that stuff, Right, I can learn to apply those principles without having to go back and do 1 through 12 again. Right. I don't get that either, I, but I do know people that do it's, it. It's kind of like, you know, we talked about...
1: Uh, we talked about uh, some of the programs uh, akin to being in
0: kindergarten. Right. Well... I don't want to be in kindergarten for the rest of my life. Yeah, and it's been actually by the founders. They call it spiritual kindergarten. Yeah. I want to grow. I want to right. you know, do something different. I want to move
1: on. I don't want to be stuck in this this groove that I'm wearing down. Well, I think I think circles. this
0: comes from people misunderstanding and thinking that 10, 11, and 12 are maintenance steps. They're continuing to grow steps. Well, they are maintenance steps,
1: but that's part of the growth process. While you're doing the maintenance, you're also
0: growing in that. Right. You're not just maintaining. You're moving forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So
1: then. Okay. So. uh, And that, you know, kind of goes into the fifth step. Well, the first time I, you know, like I said, I left. uh, uh, Well, I probably left a few things out, but there's one thing in particular that I left out that. I didn't think it was any big deal. It's not anybody's business. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to change the world. It's not going to make my life any different. That's what I, you know. I thought at the time. So I went in and I, I saw you know they 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 section out of off a time and you can be in there for you know five hours if you want to, and do your first step with uh with a uh, a pastor, mm-hmm. uh, person of the clergy. Uh, So they're bound, you know, basically they're bound by law that, you know, confidentiality. Sure. And so um, I felt good about that, but I also felt some burden because I knew afterwards that even though I went through that process afterwards, I felt like I still, there was still some heaviness and I couldn't figure out why I thought, well, okay, that wasn't. Very, I mean, that was okay Mm -hmm. being able to talk about stuff, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't all that helpful. I mean, I I don't feel any different, nothing, I mean, it wasn't really anything else that had changed. Um, and so when I left there, um, I pretty much went back to doing what I was doing before, Mm. um, so not a whole lot had changed, even though I. Some of the stuff that I uh, that I talked about was a little bit painful, but it wasn't really any big deal, right? Uh, the the most painful part of it is actually having to go and follow the process and go and tell somebody. That yeah. was probably the the hardest part. I mean, I can write stuff down. I can put it in code so no one can tell what it is, and then we go and you know, mm-hmm. uh, at the time I think we we burned it. Um, they they stopped doing that now you get a shredder but that was kind of the the rituals we burned our four step we went and told somebody I mean after we told somebody then we we burned it so anyway fast forward to my last treatment I had had a spiritual awakening you know the, the the only thing you had to change is everything you know all that stuff that we've talked about yeah all that came into play and so uh, I had had some sobriety under my belt, and my head was clear. <clears throat> I was following direction. You know, all the self-help books that I brought with me to treatment, I l- was instructed not to touch them. So I put them on my shelf uh, that was on on the top of my desk. Uh, so I had to l- look at them and practice following direction. So I didn't take them home. I didn't send them home. I just they right. left them there.
0: And the directions uh, <laughs> was, you're not to read those.
1: Correct. Right. Because that's what I've done my whole life. Gotcha. And the only thing you need to do is change, change everything. everything. Right? So, that's, <laughs> so as I I do my fourth step, I basically put down everything that I could think of at the time. Uh, then I went in to go do my fifth step and I, I was kind of excited about the whole process because here I'm being totally honest. You know, I'm... Uh, you know, I'm in acceptance. I'm, I'm I'm a changed person. You know, God's removed the obsession. You know, so I'm pretty fired up. I go I go to do my fifth step, and the guy that's normally there, right, is on vacation that
0: week. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I hear you. okay. <laughs> and then
1: I walk in, and who's there? But a female pastor. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I. Don't really want to do this now. <laughs> um, but in that split second, I also said, you know, the only thing you gotta change is everything. So here let's, let's do thing. it. Yeah. If you can get through this, you can get through anything. Um so I so I did. Um the counselor I had this time um told me to do a few th- things that I didn't wasn't told to do. Or I don't remember being told to do it. Right. Okay. So she basically told me to follow directions, right? Do six and seven. Yeah. uh, right afterwards. Keep moving. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do the whole thing, you know, you know, about uh and you know, five, six, and seven, you know, about not, you know, uh not only confessing to to someone else, but also to yourself. So I literally went into the bathroom and read my four step to myself while I was looking in the mirror. Wow. You know, so I literally felt, you know was was doing that. I felt like that was part of that action step. Sure. Uh and then afterwards I went into the meditation room uh and prayed and you know asked God to help me, you know, to be ready to remove these defects. <clears throat> you know, and a lot a lot of that is is just the willingness and being ready to do that. <clears throat> and so um I f- it felt like this huge weight was lifted off my shoulder, like this whole few- – I mean, I felt that kind of already before I got there because mm-hmm. some things had happened in my life um, that basically, you know, they talk about that rock – you know, that part about rock gets – you get rocketed into the fourth, what, dimension. fourth dimension. yeah. Well, I kind of was already in Experiencing that. Experiencing some of that. Yeah. 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 And so uh, it was just kind of um, – just following the directions and going through the process. It wasn't, right. it was no like, it was a no brainer. Yeah. It wasn't really difficult because I was, I was already, I was already ready to go. And I'd already seen some things happen in my life that if I'm completely honest and I'm following the direction and doing the next right thing, whatever that is, that good things happen. I already had some experience in that uh, the month before I actually got to treatment. Um, so I was, all, I was in a good spot. Um, so, uh, about probably a few months later I was in a class and uh this uh you know a couple things came up that you know god revealed to me that you didn't you you didn't do this one again uh so i basically i set up an appointment with the the pastor that was leading the class and my pastor from the church that I work with on a regular basis uh and basically did a i did a uh, a 10th step, but with someone else there. So kind of a, you know, a modified version of a fifth mm-hmm. and 10th step. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, I just felt that that was the best way for me to do it at the time. Yeah, And so I, as I do that, then I get in the hat and you know, got me in the habit of making sure that I do that step 10 work on a daily basis, you know, taking a log and a
0: Right, journaling and all that kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so
1: the reason why this this actual topic st- stood out to me in some of my meditation is the uh, the reading basically goes. It talks about a guy going and doing his fifth step, and and unloading all the the burdens of, you know, uh, the guilt and the sex misconduct, robbery, real d- destruction of property. You know, and on and on and on. Um, but then uh, he got done with that, and the directions were basically to go and do a sixth step, right? Yeah. Um, sixth and seventh. So uh, after doing the fifth step, uh, the suggestion was that he take time to say the seventh step prayer, asking God to take the offending stuff of his old life away. So he did, But he didn't do that. He went home and, and turned the TV on. So he didn't follow directions. He didn't follow directions. And so uh, he,
0: shortly after, went back to drinking. Isn't that interesting how that works? By simply not following the directions of, of, of a person that you might have gone to for direction, but you're not following directions. Right. Aren't we an interesting lot of people?
1: Well, and I hear about it all the time about how desperate I am to get this. Right. This time. Right, because right. most of most of the people that I work with are they've done it many, many times, and they're like, "Okay, I, I get it now. I want to, you know, I want to get this time. What do I need to do differently?" And you, basically, I say, "You hey, follow direction, and I, I, we can sit down and put a plan together."
0: But if you don't follow it, it's it's, it's not going to work. Yeah. So, so if you are drowning, right, and you can hear the guy on the shore say grab the buoy right and and you say i want to grab the buoy but then you don't grab the buoy right you're going to drown so but that's not going to happen you are going to grab instinctively you're going to grab the buoy and that's how you have to approach your recovery and that's why we talk about you have to have the desperation of a drowning man because a drowning man he's grabbing it there's no there's no more time this is it and I
1: think some some uh, get tunnel vision mm-hmm. when they start feeling good, things are things are going well. Uh, maybe they're getting into the word and they're putting everything into you know the relationship with God, which is great, uh, but they're losing sight of the big picture. Yeah, um, uh, they get into that. Uh, I forget what they call it, but uh, kind of this. Um, start getting to the real religiosity oh spiritual bypass spiritual bypass that's yeah, what i'm looking yeah. for yeah and so it's it's uh, for instance I, I i was talking with this guy um and we were doing a workshop on communication skills mhm and I, what was the subject i or doing i statements basically and how those come into play with communication right <clears throat> and uh the beginning of the group we do like a meditation and process it. He he was he got up and went into the restroom and then he comes back out uh and then we were we were all having a discussion uh and I asked him what his, his thoughts were and he says uh communication is is the least of my worries. Really?
0: It's interesting.
1: And I I I said can you explain that? And he says, "Well, I'm focusing my entire life uh, on my le- relationship with jesus christ mm-hmm. which again is great sure right yeah but he's got his blinders on because he's not seeing the big picture that god is in everything yeah god is helps us by helping Mm-mm. us work on the things that we need to work on and yeah. communication <laughs> is part of every single thing that we do absolutely even the relationship with Jesus, we have to
0: learn how that communication, prayer and meditation is all communication. Ooh, that rhymes, right? Do, 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 do. Yeah, prayer and meditation is about communication. Oh man, I I should be a rapper, right? <clears throat> I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to follow directions. <laughs> so I mean, my point
1: is, is that we got to be careful that we don't get, we don't do the spiritual bypassing and get stuck. Yeah with this television, you know, I had, I had another conversation with a gentleman today. Um, he's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to meetings. I'm, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna go to church or I'm going to go to celebrate recovery. And, and, you know, that's it. I said, well, what if you end up having to work on that day or right. those days, and right. you have to switch up your schedule. You got to have a backup plan and you got to look at, you know, the 12 steps, all yep. these groups that come right out of the Bible. Yep, you got to take the people out of it. You got to look at what the information is. It's Just like in the Bible, you got to read the book yourself.
0: Amen. And then
1: find someone that actually has done it and can guide you, because if you and and besides that, if we're all hanging out with a bunch of healthy people, sharing mm-hmm. the twelve steps, right. how are we helping? Our brother down the street, right? Isn't our mandate to help go out and help right. others? Right, which is
0: key. Which is key in recovery.
1: Right. Yeah. So if we're with all the bunch, of, all the people that are
0: at the well, me service on Sunday morning, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just as many sick people in church as there is in twelve. Sure. But we do. But Sunday morning worship and sermon time usually isn't the time for digging deep into your recovery issues. it's right. usually not not the time. So what I've noticed. Uh, about because I know several people that say I'm just going to go celebrate recovery, right? Right. The people that say that never get involved in the step writing workshops that CR offers. They never work with a sponsor in CR. They never dig deep. They never go through the step process. They just go to celebrate recovery, or they do the spiritual bypass, or they do the spiritual. Bypass. So every time you
1: talk to them, they start quoting scriptures, but their life is falling apart. Right.
0: Or I'll, I'll just go to AA meetings. Right. And so that's they they drink bad coffee and talk about their day. They never get a sponsor. They never work the steps. They never do any of that because they think that meetings are going to keep them sober. Yeah, that was a part of this, because, or I should uh, say, just going to meetings. Uh,
1: uh, why? One of the reasons why he's upset is because people are just you. Need, you need to just go to meetings. You know, you need to go to just go to meetings every day. Uh, you know, I'm not going to do that. Well, meetings, daily meetings isn't necessarily for everyone. It doesn't necessarily work in everyone's schedule. That's a good
0: place to start, though. But it's a good
1: place to start. I said, I, I told I said, yeah, I went to meetings every day for almost two years uh, because that's what I needed to do. And it's like with anything else, if I'm doing something that is working and is keeping me sane and healthy, mm-hmm.
0: why would I stop doing it? Right, and you know, if you go long enough, even in today's what some people would consider watered down 12 step meetings still i believe this if you go long enough you're going to start seeing that people have something you want and you're going to wonder how do i get that right you may not do that in one meeting a week or one meeting period or or whatever you got this whole thing about 90 meetings in 90 days is much more more about um just doing a couple of things doesn't cement any kind of foundation. You, you got to get into kind of a, a habit of doing it, and you can't give something a fair shake in just a couple of tries. Right. So you got to start somewhere. You know, I didn't go to one church service and say, that that's it. I don't like church now. I know well, some you mean you're
1: there. not one of those ones that just goes once a week and checks it off the checks the box? No. Or once a year? I, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually
0: part of a step writing workshop. Class, um, that that I did in CR because I if I was going to be a leader there, I needed to know that process. Right? Did I need to do steps one through twelve again? Not necessarily, but I needed to know how they did that to be a responsible leader. Now I can teach that class. Right? You know, um, but yeah, you're right. People just say, "Well, I'll just do this, whatever it is." I believe them. <laughs> i'm gonna work my program i believe you
1: or uh, i'll I'll do whatever my family's okay with me doing it's like your family has to stay out of it because our i mean our our families we've messed up so much yeah they're going to not give us the best advice or it's going to be skewed in one way or another either they're codependent enabling they care too much they don't care enough they're feeling guilty or they just don't, you know,
0: well, and and, and, and and you know, I would ask the guys that I worked with at the Gene Johnson center. I, I, when they first get there, I say, what do you want? What do you want to do? And it was always put in different wording. It was always, I want the pain to stop. And so that's kind of, that's when we come into to recovery fellowships and so forth, we want that. We don't really, a lot of times people don't count the cost with us, what that means. Well, in families, their answer is, "I just want Johnny back. I just want my wife back. I just want," and they don't realize, in order to get them back, you may have to be willing to let them go because they got work to do that may not involve you.
1: Well, I uh, uh, just to give uh, Dennis Prager a little plug today. Sure, uh, I was listening on the way in here, and he was talking about that with with kids. You know how there's unhappy kids, and it's like you gotta turn them loose. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you know, teach them the right things, and then you gotta turn them loose and quit trying to make them feel happy or feel better about themselves. They gotta, they gotta experience life.
0: My 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 mom when she was teaching me how to ride a bike, she had to let go of the bike, and I crashed, and I got up, and I crashed, right. and I got up, and then one time she let go, and I didn't crash, but I had to crash right to learn how to balance right, you know don't listeners don't misunderstand that you've got to relapse to learn how to bass out what I'm saying,, no. but you're going to go through pain, no pain, no gain, right to get the gain. Some of this stuff is painful, but to stay where you're at and be stagnant, particularly without the use of your old friend, whatever that medication was that that is a hundred times worse.
1: Yeah, and also you think about it. I mean, anybody that's realistic and think thinks about you know their past. Maybe you're in it now, but if I look back, there was more pain in my day-to-day existence than there was spending that little bit of time working that step. Mhm. But mm-hmm. now it's all gone. I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But I I remember what what it was like. I don't close the door on
0: it. Right. But I don't sit there and dwell on it. Right, it's in the, I'm done with it. There's the morbid no reflection is done. Right, there's no pain. Um, in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, right after the fifth step has been completed, um, it says this on page seventy-five. It says, "Returning home." And, this, and you alluded to this. Uh, Returning home, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour. That's part of the directions. You just didn't talk to your sponsor, your priest, your rabbi, whoever. When you're done, you go home, or you find a quiet place. And you reflect on what just happened. What what edition is that for our listeners out there? Uh, This is the the third edition of the Big Book of AA. Page 75 in the chapter, Into Action. Um, And I think it's the same page on all the editions. Um, Returning home, we find a place where we can be quiet. So there's two pieces of this, where we can be quiet and for an hour. Not 30 minutes, an hour. So you find somewhere that's quiet. Maybe it's your back porch. Maybe it's your prayer closet. Maybe it's your room. Maybe it's on a mountaintop. Wherever it is where you're not going to be distracted. And for an hour, then it says, carefully reviewing what we have done. So that means you are going over in your mind and heart what you just experienced with that person you did that step with. You're thinking about what you shared. You're thinking about how that went. And then it says, and this is a prayer. We thank God. What does that mean? We're going to be talking to God. We thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. That's a promise from doing that step. Taking this book down from our shelf, we turn to the page which contains the 12 steps. Carefully, see, if you're going to go to a mountaintop, you I want to take this book with you. Carefully reading the first five proposals, meaning the steps, we ask if we have admitted anything. And you... Experience the fact that you left some things out Yep Right So he knows that our tendency is to do that Maybe intentionally Maybe unintentionally That's why we have to review this For we are building on an arch Through which we shall walk a free man at last Is our work solid so far? Are the stones properly in place? There he goes with construction terms again Have we skimped on the cement Put into the foundation have we tried to make mortar without sand we we got to go back and we got to review this we may some of this may be not done yet right you know and so oh man i forgot about that then pick up the phone hey pastor pastor fred you got you got a minute i need to come back and talk to you or sometime this week or whatever but you got to review this stuff yep it's important it, it is absolutely vitally and, and, important. and the uh, one thing that
1: i want st- to stress is you can't beat yourself up. You can't.
0: No, because this is perfectly perfectly natural.
1: Don't let it derail you. Don't say, oh, I got to start over. It's like, no, you just stop what you're doing. Right. That's part of your 10th step that day. Even if you did your fifth step that day. Right. You know, that can be part of your 10th step for that end of that day or the next day
0: where you're addressing it as
1: soon as it comes
0: up. Yeah, so if, if you've gone through the 12-step process, and one day you realize, years later, I, for, I I totally forgot about this situation. Right. You don't got to go back to step one and do the steps all over again to go talk to somebody Well, about I'm not even going to go back and do a four-step. Well, yeah, that's true. I'm going to do well, a 10-step. And, and here's the deal. But if you think you can get away with walking through life without dealing with that issue— you may not understand powerless. Maybe you need to go back and look at step one. Maybe. And in that case, I get it, you know. Um, but it, it, us thorough, and, and you talked about moving on to this thing quickly. You know, at the end of step three, when it's getting ready to move into step four, it says, next, we launched. That's an Air Force term. It means zero to 200 in a matter of seconds. It doesn't mean I got done with step 3 and now I'm going to wait a week. <laughs> I wait till uh, the next time
1: step 4 comes up as a topic in group.
0: Right. Right. So you you're moving through this thing rather quickly. You know, and I I've known people that they that we we lose them at the fourth step because they're writing they're writing a manuscript that's bigger than this desk. You know what I mean? They're not looking at the exact nature of their wrongs. They're, they've got so many wrongs and never looking at the nature of them that they, I mean, God, if I wrote down, you know, every wrong I ever did and did not look at the nature of what was fueling those things, and I didn't confess those things, you could fill this room up. Right. And that that's pretty scary. You don't want to go any further.
1: Well, and lot, a lot of people, you know, uh, including myself at one time, you, you have trust issues, mm-hmm. right? And so you get to the fourth and fifth step and you're like... Yeah, I'm not going to leave any evidence, right, laying around. That's one. Sure. And and two, I'm not going to tell anybody because I don't trust anybody. Right. Because uh, the people that I've trusted have let me down. Okay, so maybe it isn't the people. It's, the, it's because you're broken in the first place. Right. And you picked the wrong people. Yeah. I went directly to someone that I knew that uh, they couldn't, like, Blab about it in group next week. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was confident that that was the case. Mm-hmm. And it was. And so I that made, gave me more comfort to open up and talk about anything. Right. Um, and that's what I encourage others to do. I, I hear a lot of people say, well, I, you know, I did it with my sponsor. I did it with my best friend. Okay, that's great. But, you know.
0: Are you following the directions?
1: If you're following the directions and you feel confident that that's you know, it it's going to remain there, then then good for you. I, I don't necessarily put all my reliance in human beings.
0: Right, right, right. So that's why it's threefold: God, myself, and another human being. Right. It doesn't say. And you know why? Being period.
1: You know the other reason why it's it's a three prong process Mm. because it is. It is preparing you uh, to trust and forgive Mm. because you actually—it's not just with one person, right? Or it's not just with God, right? Or yourself—you have to do it in three different, three different situations. Yeah. So that gives you the courage to press on forward and and do more and trust more and be able to be more open. Because one, doing it one time. Wouldn't necessarily uh, help that process along or it might not it would be very slow process. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And that just you know, it's one of those things God just threw at me right just a second.
0: Oh, it was one of those god flash moments. God flash here, moments. Here it's in the like studios. the first time yeah. I ever
1: thought about it like that. But
0: yeah, that's yeah, what it is. That's where bumper stickers come from. Yeah. Uh, prayer and meditations about communication. <laughs> I'm not gonna forget that for a wiggy, while. Wiggy wig, wiggy 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 uh, so some interesting responses to the uh, the, the question, uh, did you, did your life change after doing a fifth step? If so, how and with whom did you do it? Uh, Bobby Z said, I was in an inpatient rehab and took steps one, two, three, and four on my own. My sponsor was the only AA I ever knew, so I cornered him with my fifth. He was reluctant because I'd only been in rehab uh, from jail for six weeks. So I, I'm, I'm thinking, he's thinking, okay, did you do it? by the book or did you do it the way rehab had it? So maybe he was kind of questioning that. Um, But I told him that I was going to follow the big book with or without him. It was like the weight of the world had been lifted off of me. So good deal. He was going to follow the directions. Right. Um, uh, Tony J said, yes, as I finally felt somewhat free finally in years, I did it with my sponsor. And if you really break it down, you do it daily with others Uh, honesty is always the best policy policy so as weird as it sounds i try to do the fifth step all the time as i used used to lie a lot i don't know if that makes any sense to anyone else but in my crazy head it does um what do you think she means by that
1: tony it's the 10th step
0: yeah she's doing a 10th step (laughs) right right we love you yeah um uh, semantics there but that right. that's what she's doing sabrina m said it was definitely eye opening each time i did it so she she's had to go back and do it perhaps she's reflected on her time and she's forgotten something and she's gone back and done that um i did it with my sponsors each sharing with me their wisdom so grateful for the process but for all the promises i needed to keep going it was just the beginning and then flo g said i've completed several during my twenty-eight years, that seems a lot to me, uh, but okay. Uh, every time is a wonderful experience. I still have life changes, uh, memories from my first one. Each have been with a sponsor. All have worked the steps and continued meetings and active participation in the twelve-step program. I have been blessed each time. More will be revealed. Again, I think you're right. I think we're talking about a tenth step here. Um, the. The good news with all these is it seems like that they are moving. They're not stagnant. Yeah. And we can get so complacent and the big book talks about that. The NA basic text talks about complacency is the enemy of those of us with substantial clean time. Um if if you if you get if you rest on your laurels and you get stagnant and you know for some people to help not become stagnant they journal I'm a, I, I'm a journaling guy. I, it, it's great stuff. Um, but one thing is for sure. If you're going to continue to grow and improve on your spiritual condition, because that's where people fall. They, they fail to to improve upon their spiritual condition. You're, you're going to find a place somewhere along the line where you're going to be working with other people um maybe it's just an encouraging word during a devotional hour once a week maybe it's a bible study maybe it's doing step work maybe it's sh- maybe it's sharing in a meeting maybe it's doing service work but you 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 can't be a, a, an island to yourself can you dave it just doesn't No seem to and, work. and
1: I think what happens some uh, a lot of times with people with with uh you know long term recovery right is that you know life happens and we don't feel like we need to go to meetings, you know, three or four times a week and, you know, or work the steps on a daily basis. It's sometimes we get, we get like you said, get complacent uh, and we need a reminder. And I think that's what happens sometimes when people go back and they do another fourth and fifth step is because there's so much time between when they're yeah. when actively doing the maintenance steps, if you will, right? that they feel like they need to get back on track.
0: Yeah. Um, and this one, I just love this one. This is from Donald R. He lives, lives in the Brownsville area. He said, yes, I remember it felt like I released all the pressure on, on the pressure cooker in my mind, body and spirit. I did it with Doug, uh, descendant of Jesse James. Uh, Doug was my sponsor too. And, and he was a descendant of Jesse James. <laughs> uh, we did the prayer to follow out in Crawfordsville where everyone goes to swim, Uh, When they did the fifth step prayer, I have continued to grow and change ever since then. There you go. Then I had a greater spiritual experience being filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, 3,500 people pouring out of a church in Tacoma. I was singing in tongues, uh, scared my wife. (laughs) My higher power has continued to pursue me as he promised and complete a good work in me since then. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, so, um, it, it was the same place. I was, it was a bridge out. I, I think he's talking about the same place, a covered bridge out in the Brownsville area. Uh, that I did this with, with James, uh, Doug James. And I was holding a Bic lighter because it was dark, and we're reading out of the big book, right? <laughs> and the thing is nice. burning my thumb. And I said, Doug, it's burning my thumb. He goes, Don't move your thumb, finish the prayer. <laughs> So so uh, uh, he did the prayer. I did the prayer. We got on our knee. It talks about getting on your knees and, and doing the whole thing. Right. And uh, that experience, I will never forget that. Out of all the things that I've done in my 12-step process in my early recovery, doing that fifth step with Doug probably stands out to me more than any. It was an amazing experience. And then he told me, all right, now we're going to go back to the Sankey Park cut. Park I'm gonna pour you a cup of coffee, and I'm gonna leave you alone. And you're gonna review this. And he had me do it. And you're gonna be there for an hour. And blah 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 blah. And yeah, there was stuff I that wasn't didn't come to my mind. I didn't have on my four-step. But it was kind of like I was fresh. I was like, yeah, I was ripe for the picking, And God was revealing things to me. And then I went back up to Doug's house and we talked again. That was a wonderful experience.
1: Yeah, it's it, it, going through that first part of it. it it actually loosens up the chains, mm-hmm. and you know, puts some grease on the hinges, so right? to speak. Opens up the door a crack, and it gives yeah. us an opportunity to feel more comfortable in our own skin. You know, as as, as you're talking, uh, I'm thinking about you know what what this topic uh, uh, means, and how this ties into what we're talking about. I'm uh, looking at uh, the scripture reference here. It's James. Uh, one twenty-one. Uh, I encourage you to read starting at nineteen down to know, how far you want to go, but like at least twenty-five. <clears throat> the thing that caught my attention was this part here. If I can, I can read this. Yeah, go for this it. This ties in. This t- ties into God's word and also ties into the twelve steps because I I, I tie them together because Me I can. believe God's word is in the twelve steps because it comes from the Bible from the scripture, right? Yep. So uh, what does 21 say? It says, So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in our hearts, for it is the power to save your souls. And 22 says, But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says, otherwise you are fooling yourselves. 23, For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. Uh, 24, you see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. 25, Mm. but if you look carefully into the perfect perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. That's exactly what it means about going directly from the fifth step to the sixth step to the seventh step.
0: So if you read it and don't do it, What's that? Right. But the promise is if you do it, God'll bless it. Exactly. That's and an I mean, awesome that's promise.
1: The, the freedom and the serenity comes into place.
0: Right. The the spiritual
1: freedom, the, that weight that's lifted off. I mean, that's to me that what the part I just read, I mean that that's, that's all of it right there. Yeah.
0: Fifth, sixth, and seventh and there it is. The reason why. That's good stuff, Dave. Yeah. Well, we are out of time. This has been a really good topic. If you want to gain, you're probably going to experience some discomfort. Ouch! You just are. Yeah. You know, but I got to tell you, it sure beats the uh, alternative. You know, Uh, and and I don't want to stay where I where I was living before. Right. All right, my brother. Well, thank you so much for another show. Yes. Yes, indeed. It's an awesome show. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Beverly, my friend Beverly. She is an avid listener. She thinks you and I just rock. So, I, you know, I just want to tell you, Beverly. Um, you rock. You rock even more. <laughs> you get a cowbell. <laughs> and uh, and just, I'm going to tease. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to tease one of our sponsors, Patrick LeBeau. He said, hey, you forgot to give me a shout-out. Uh, well, here you go, Patrick. Shout-out. Patrick! (laughs) All right, our closing song is entitled Jesus Rush, and it's by the Christian rock group Eden's Way. Visit their website at edenswayband.com. Here is Jesus Rush. By Eden's Way. You can visit their website at www.edenswayband.com Until next time, this is the Monty Man along with Dave Fleming, reminding you that you are entitled to overcome. I'm entitled to
1: overcome. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.